0: Welcome to Go Into All the World. Our host is Gary Griffenhagen with Manny Rodriguez as co-host. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. We pray this program is a blessing and encouragement to you today. Hey, listen, Merry
1: Christmas doll. all. Thanks for joining us today. Yes, Merry Christmas. Christmas is a special time for uh, believers, Christians all around the world. So we celebrate Jesus' birth, our Lord and Savior. Amen, you know. And, and Jesus, he gave us a gift, didn't he, Manny? Yes, he did. A gift that leads to eternal life. Wow, amen. And wh- what is that, that focus of today's program, Gary? Well, I think the Lord, man, he gave us another gift. Okay. He gave us a gift to me for the whole body of Christ. Mm. Okay. So we talked about, of course, God's love and his awesomeness in, in these past two weeks. So those are the sources of great gifts from God as his love and his power brings blessings to all of us, you know, especially as we learn more about who he is and what he's about. And I mean, just everything about him. You know, you're right. We have to learn more about him and his ways
0: and how he, you know, kind of like relates to us or maybe better said how we relate to him. Right. And I think in this case, I hope he gives us a bigger vision, a bigger understanding. And for all those that were listening to programs, again, they have a bigger vision, a bigger understanding of his love and his awesomeness. And again, that he would continue to to expand that revelation because if we learn more about him and who he is and the greatness of him, then we now so much expect more or we desire more, but we desire more in him, not so much like things on the side. We just realize there's much more open to us and then we can tell other people, hey, he's bigger than we thought. He's bigger than you think. Exactly, Gary. So what is this new gift for us this year, Gary? Well, I'm going to call the gift that uh, we're going to talk about today. I'm going to call it success. Okay. Um, to me, it's kind of another term for prosperity. With the word prosperity, it, it kind of conjures up, or often conjures up, greed, love of money, and has always been used and mispreached or mistaught a number of times. So, how about it? We just say today we're going to use the, the word success.
1: Hey Amen. So, Christmas is, is a great time to give gifts, and does that word? say, does the word of God say believers are to be successful? That's a well, good question right there. <laughs> and it's a loaded question too. Loaded question.
0: It is a loaded question. Well, I want to show today scriptural support for this belief. Okay. Um, and again, this is not name it and claim it, blab it and grab it, right. that kind of stuff, had nothing to do with it. But I believe we can see, Manny, that God wants us to have success, okay, in all things, all right, and be successful We'll see people drawn to that, and we can also help more people, which is another thing we're going to talk about. If I get more prosperity, then I can give more. Well, it's not to get Gary or Mercedes or whatever. It's to get, I get, I'm blessed, but then I can bless others. And, of course, that's, if you want to call it, that's really what God wants us to do. Mm. Uh, and I think there's a lot of biblical promises to support this. Well, listen, let's go back to the Old Testament, and let's look at some of the fathers of the faith. And in Genesis 15, the Lord, he speaks to Abraham. And of course, his name was Abram then. But he tells Abraham that his descendants will be as numerous as the stars. To me, this is an amazing promise, an amazing statement in and of itself, because this is an older man and a woman that's past childbearing age. And somehow they're going to produce a son and a family that will lead to millions and millions and millions of people. So think about that. He talked to a person beyond Childbearing age, the woman and the guy that's older, okay, right. But he said, "I'm going to give you millions and millions of descendants." So that's kind of an amazing statement in itself. If we meditate upon that, mm-hmm. anyways, <clears throat> he he also told Abraham. He said, "These people, all right, these descendants, um, I'm going to tell you, they're going to serve another nation for 400 years. They're going to be like in bondage or whatever. Right. However, when they leave that nation, they're going to come out with great possessions." Right. And that's what it says in the Word, great possessions. Another thing about Abraham, if we look in um, Genesis 24-1, it says Abraham was old, he's well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed him in all things. Mm. And I want to think about that for a minute. When we see phrases like that, and I think this is one thing for those that are listening today, one thing I think that would help all of us is to really ask God for revelation and then seek it or expect it. Because sometimes there's what I would call these random statements. We kind of gloss over them, man. We got kind of to miss them. And to me, listen to what he said. He said, Abraham was old, and he was blessed in all things. Mm. So if he was blessed in all things, that means we can be blessed in all things. right? And I think I want to understand that, Manny, so I can live a life that's blessed all the time, and understand it's blessings from God, not Gary trying to seek it or work it out or, you know what I mean, or some combination of luck or fortune and stuff. I want to see that because that'll give me, if you want to call it a greater depth of his love and understanding, mm-hmm. plus it puts greater joy in me, then I can project that to others. Right. And that's, to me, is really what God wants us to be is a light to others, whether it be believers and we can build them up or we can you know edify each other, or obviously if it's unsaved people, you're coming in with love, joy, and peace. They're going to be more open to your message, more open to you, than if you seem kind of dour or down or, yeah, God blessed me here, but this last month has been horrible and stuff like that. <laughs> so again, let's look at some of these statements and see,
1: if God can do it for Abraham, he can do it for me. Absolutely. You know, and the Lord was very specific, saying he will give Abraham and Isaac right. great right. blessings, right. very under whatever He will. Right. very specific, and you know what? One of the key things too that that I heard as you were talking was, you know, they were obedient. Abraham was like right. obedient, right? You know, and he he acted. He said God, God said something. He said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna obey." Right? You know. Right. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's a
0: good point about being obedient. I want to kind of go back to Isaac for a second because in yeah. Genesis 26 we see that there was famine in the land, and Isaac was thinking about going here, going there, if you would, right? And Isaac was told by God, do not go to Egypt. Mm-hmm. So, like you're saying, he had to be obedient. Egypt seemed a better place. All yeah. right. But the Lord said, don't go to Egypt. You dwell in this land, and I will be with you, and I will bless you, and I'll give your descendants all these lands. Mm-hmm. So, again, he said, dwell in this land, and I will be with you. Let's remember that statement I will be with you. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to see something here in the life of Joseph. We're going to go on to Joseph here in a minute. Okay. So again, as you mentioned, Isaac was obedient. He didn't go to Egypt. He stayed where he was. And we know that he got better and better wealth, got so much. People asked him to move because he got so much. <laughs> let's divide the land. All kind of great things happened to Isaac because he was. Well, right, let's go to Joseph. He's another father of the faith. Uh, Joseph, of course, was a son. All right. He was hated by his brothers, okay, or envy, whatever you want to call it and they sold him into slavery. Mm. Now, Potiphar purchased him, or bought him, if you would, in an auction, I guess. But the Bible says that the Lord was with Joseph, Mm. just like with Isaac. I will be with you. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. Potiphar saw that the Lord was with him, and, okay, the Lord made everything that Joseph did to prosper. Right. Think about that. He made everything that Joseph did to prosper. All right. So Potiphar was so kind of like so taken or so you want to call it overwhelmed or whatever, that he made Joseph, as we know, the overseer of the whole house and all that he had. And it says in verse 39, five of Genesis, the Lord blessed the Egyptians house for Joseph's sake. Mm. So if we have Jesus, we have the Lord with us, the spirit of God with us, we're going to see a whole house just like so to speak, Joseph saw a whole house blessed. Right. Because the Lord was with us. Now we know going on that he was mistreated by Potiphar's wife, you know, and even then turned into a blessing down the road. It was kind of a mess for a lot of years. Right. All right. But he went into prison, as we know. Okay. And when he went into prison, I thought about this for a little bit. I went through that man and read it. And it said he was in prison. But he found or had great favor with the warden. Wow. Okay. And what the warden did, he had so much favor with him that he put him over all the prisoners. Right. So here he went in as a slave. He got sold, you know, for speak after Potiphar. Potiphar put him in, you know, because of the thing with his wife. But now he's in prison and he gets great blessing. Why? Because the Lord was with him. And it says that the warden paid no attention anything that was under Joseph's rule, right? because he, know, he knew that the Lord was with Joseph, and everything that he did or everything that he saw, okay, he's going to see that Joseph was blessed in everything he did. Right. So again, let's think about that for ourselves. We may be in a situation, and if we know the Lord's with us, let's start, if you want to call it, that believing and trying to receive from God, success in every area so we can be like Joseph. Right. Our boss, our supervisor, who's ever over us, or maybe those around us, will see. See, Manny is doing a great job because the Lord is with him. Mm -hmm. Gary is doing a great job because the Lord is with him. And again, for those that are listening, this is not to lift up Manny or Gary. It's to say people see there's something excellent about you, and they know you're a believer. So they're going to begin, just like with Joseph, begin to identify that Manny, that Gary, that Bob, that Grant, that Susie, that Sam. That Mary, they have a spirit of God in them and they're different. All right. And we're not going to worry about what they do. Right. Okay. Now, a couple more things about Joseph. You know, the story gets better. (laughs) So he's down down, down there and he's still, he has great favor down in the jail, but he's still in jail. Right. Right. Okay. So he he talked to the baker. Okay. All right. Right. And he given them the baker and the other guy can't take the cupbearer. He said, you know, here's, here's the interpretation of your dreams, all right? Unfortunately, the baker didn't make didn't get too far because okay? his dream was bad. But the butler, okay, the cupbearer, um, he one day didn't remember Joseph like he said he would, but eventually he did. Right. And eventually he told Pharaoh, when Pharaoh had dreams, there was this guy that interpreted our dreams, okay? And let's bring him up here, a young Hebrew guy. Mm-hmm. And of course, we know that, Joseph, first of all, gave glory to God. Interpretation is not necessarily of me, but he knew that it was of God. Right. He knew that he could see God and God would so speak, share with him. I'm not sure how he knew that, okay? But anyways, he interpreted Pharaoh's dreams. And one thing I noticed, man, as I read that, I think we all know that he interpreted them. That was kind of cool. Right. Right after he interpreted them, he said, let's, Pharaoh, I want you to do something. Or I'm going to suggest something. Find a person, okay, that could be over all your goods, over all your lands, and have them take from the seven years of good stuff, take 20% or make a fifth, if you would, mm-hmm. and store it and put it away. Mm-hmm. Then you'll be ready for the next, so to speak, seven years. Right. And this was just wisdom that he gave. And Manny, it says in the Bible that Pharaoh, listened to what he said, he went with all of his officials, his advisors, and said, we've got to find somebody that's wise enough to do exactly, okay, what Joseph's saying. You know, get the grain, get this, store it up, right. be smart, da, da 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 da. And they looked at him and they said, Joseph, we think you're the man. Oh, wow. The right. Man, think about that. We usually focus on the interpretation of the dreams, but I saw when, he, after he interpreted the dreams, he made a suggestion. And that's to me is if we walk with God, God will give us wisdom and insight. Right. And Proverbs always think, if you have wisdom, okay, you're going to have great success. Mm-hmm. So he had enough wisdom to interpret the dream, but then give a suggestion. And that suggestion led to him being the second in Egypt. Wow. And, well, um, there's a couple others. And I know, Manny, that you you know these. Okay. Right. People like, uh, let's say Job, he was very wealthy. David. David. Right. Solomon. I think
1: Solomon was, if I'm not mistaken, the richest man of all time, if you would. Right. He was probably the richest man in all these men of God. Of course, they hearkened to the voice of God, right. and right. They, they trusted the leading of the Spirit of God, and right. God spoke. Right, right.
0: And by the way, man, to me, this is what we as believers should do today. We're saying Old Testament people hearkened to his voice, sought God, and listened to him. Mm-hmm. I think we should do the same. You tell me what you think. We should see God. Okay, we should hearken unto him like our old heart and then we should listen to his voice. If he says, Don't dwell, don't take this job, or don't do this, we should not do it. If he says take this or go there, we should. Right.
1: Right. And so we're gonna look at a couple of scriptures, okay, that, that, that speak of success and blessing. And so a couple of these uh you may be familiar with. Right. Some of them you maybe never heard. <laughs> so we, we just I'm gonna start with the first one, Deuteronomy eight, eighteen. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives us or gives you the power to get wealth. Right, wow, that's so good. Well, and that's, a, to me, I put that a little note, that's like Joseph. Yeah.
0: He remembered God, and it was a power, interpretation, process, suggestion that gave him wealth. Well, let's go to Deuteronomy 28. We're not going to read the whole thing, but that's a chapter that most believers know. There's all kinds of blessings it's there, and I'm just going to mention a few of the blessings. You'll be blessed coming in and going out, mm. blessed in the city and blessed in the country, mm. blessed in the increase of produce, cattle, and flocks. Wow. The Lord, the Lord will grant you plenty of goods. He will bless all the work of your hands. You will be the head and not the tail. Well, that so good. That's for all of us. right? See, the same thing he's told people
1: then, if we follow him and seek him, it's for us. You know, that's a good, you know, how he sees you are the head not the tail. Because a lot of times we think the tail end. You know how you always you hear that phrase, you know, "I got the tail end of the deal," right, right. You know what I mean? And I think this is where that comes from. You know, we think (laughs) we're we're, we're the head, we're not the tail. Right. I mean, you might feel you got the tail end of the deal, but God is really has a hidden blessing behind you, uh, waiting. You know, Pastor Jeremy said last week, it's like maybe, maybe you know, you were the one that got picked in the team. You were the last one that got picked. Well, at least you got picked. You got picked. You're in the team. Right. right. And I think you too, as we
0: understand these things for, for all believers listening today, Raj, you are the head and not the tail. Manny was saying, you are the head and not the tail. Okay, we see in this verse, begin. That's, that's who you are. That's who you are in Christ. You're God's kid. And God loves you. The Bible says he even loves his kids, his, the saved ones, mm-hmm. more than he loves everybody. Well, he loves everybody in great measure. But he loves us even more,
1: even more. You know, it, and here's another one in the uh, Psalms 35, verse 27: Let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his saints. So, who is who? The Lord, <laughs> who is magnified. It's interesting that David first says, "Right, the Lord is magnified, right. and he has pleasure." In the prosperity of his saints.
0: You know, you think about that. He has pleasure in your prosperity, in my prosperity. And again, that's the word that was used in some versions. So that's why I put prosperity in there, or left it in there, okay? I think Psalm 25, 12, and 13 says the same thing. Right. The Lord teaches us his ways. We, this man, this man that seeks God, mm-hmm. that fears God, will dwell in prosperity. Again, there's that word mentioned. That God wants us to be that way. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a little bit about the point here in just a
1: second. Manny, why don't you tell us something? Proverbs 80, I'm sorry, Psalm 84. What's that one? Uh, for the Lord is a sun and a shield. Mm, I just want to stop Amen. there for a minute. He's the sun, S-U-N, and the shield. In other words, God gives light to the righteous, to the servant. Amen. So the Lord gives grace and glory. Right. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Amen. I'm reminded uprightly here in Psalms 119 the uprightness of heart, how right. uh, right. we give God a, an upright praise because only the righteous who walk right. In other words, that you're doing the right thing. Right. Right. Well, yeah.
0: For people, listen again. We want to say the, when we say, "See God and hearken to His voice and try to love him with your whole heart." You don't have to be perfect, but you want to kind of daily try to walk with Him, And that's what it means to walk uprightly. You're daily trying to walk upright. Exactly. You're not sinning in the sense that something open and stuff that. You may make some dumb things along the way,
1: but you're not, so to speak, intentionally going off path. You're trying to walk right. with them. And you know, Psalms 3410, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Right. Man, I think one day we're going to actually
0: going to do a little teaching on Psalm 34. I was studying that. It, it was, was a dream. tremendous mm-hmm. amount there, isn't yes, it? Yes, there it is. Psalm 34, yeah. Pride. But again, as many read, it says, they will not lack any good thing. And mm-hmm. So let's believe, believers that are listening today, that you will not lack any good thing. Absolutely. All right. Proverbs 10:4 through 6, it says, he has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hands of the diligent makes rich. We can be diligent, what happens? We're gonna become rich, mm. all right? He who gathers in summer is a wise son and blessings on the head of the righteous. Wow. Okay. Um, Proverbs eight twenty one. I, in this case, wisdom may cause those who love me to inherit wealth that I may fill their treasuries. So we wanna seek God and we wanna seek wisdom and ask him for wisdom, right. kind of like Solomon. So what's it say? If I have this wisdom, I'm gonna inherit wealth. And my treasuries will be filled. And again, this is the word of God. This is not a man,
1: Gary, or exactly. some uh, walk, whacked out doctor, something like that. And you know, in Proverbs ten twenty two, it says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. Just, the ble- one, just one blessing yeah. that can make you rich. <laughs> That's true. In other words, one good idea, God can make you rich. Well, look, at, look at Joseph. He was,
0: a, he was in prison. One good idea, one interpretation, or one good idea. Right. And
1: he was made rich. Okay? And we can see these from other people. And, and, it is, and it says, and he adds no sorrow with it. Yep. The blessing of the Lord is not, it's, it's, it's not it's not like getting that sour. Right,
0: right. Uh, uh, well, to uh, me. To me, when it's like, it's not burdensome. Right. Like you say, oh, I'm going to get wealthy. Well, I have to work 80 or 90 hours a week and ignore my family and miss soccer games and stuff like that. No. It's, he said he's not going to add sorrow. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to have to strive like that or be kind of caught up in something. All right. It's so good. It is pretty good. Isn't it? All right. Well, listen, let's, let's stop for a minute and let's think about this. We've seen some of our forefathers that had great wealth. We've seen a lot of scriptures that mention wisdom or mention in wisdom that you can be wealthy. We see that you can have wealth. You can be prosperous. You can have great success. These are all promises in God's word. Again, they're not some doctrine we're trying to make up. And again, not blab it and grab it, okay? Or name it and claim it. It's just, let's see if we can walk, okay, in these things. Does that make sense to
1: you, Any we, we can see if we can walk in these things? You, you know, what's interesting, Gary, is that all these scriptures are in the first book, what I call uh-huh. the first book, the Old Testament. Right. You know what I mean? And it talks about blessings and, and wealth and even prosperity. So God mentions prosperity himself, for his people. Because right. he wants right. us to prosper. Well, I think, and this is
0: kind of the point we're going to end with today. We're getting here as we're getting here. To me, why would the Holy Spirit kind of give us examples, you know, mm-hmm. for our father, and give us scriptures that will be success, wealth, prosperity, when many in the body, the body of Christ, feel that poverty or little material wealth. Is a sign of godliness, or mm. that's all they can expect for, or all they can aim for, mm. all right? If we say it another way, why did the Lord show us that our forefathers were blessed, they were wealthy, they were gaining lands, inheritance, and then why would Psalms, Proverbs, and more speak of the blessings, riches, and honor to those who love and follow him? Why then, if, if this was in, like you say, the first book, Manny, or the Old Testament, why would we see these things and then say, hey, New Testament believers, you gotta think, or you gotta practice, or you gotta realize that poverty is somehow synonymous in the New Testament. Everything we saw in the Old Testament speaks of something different than that. Mm. Remember, it said the diligent, okay? Diligent. They're gonna hump to success. Right. And it says those that aren't diligent are gonna lack. Mm. So to me, that's a, if that's a principle, If I'm diligent, whether it's Old Testament or New Testament, I should be successful. Mm -hmm. The Bible also said, we didn't read this one in Proverbs, it said, if you respect correction, you're going to become wise and wealthy. If you disdain it, okay, you Mm -hmm. won't be. So again, to me, these ideas, Manny, are building up that there is a wealth, there is a prosperity, there is a success that's inherent for the believer and for those who follow God, right? right? Without again being name it, claim it, blab it, and grab it, right. and somehow overemphasizing, okay, mm. gifts or money and things like that. Exactly. I don't think you tell me what you think, me. I don't think God wants us to get an extravagant lifestyle. That's not what we're trying to say, right? Do You believe that
1: exactly, again. you know. And, at t- and a lot of times we think that, well, you know, I gotta have that that car or that house, right. right? And really, God just wants you. He wants you to just live, right, right. <laughs> And he may open the door for that God, that house. You may, you may. And I want to
0: kind of, kind of give one more point here today that, you know, God is a good God. All right. Yes. And he loves you and he wants to give you good things. Yes, he does. Now, Manny, I know you have a thought. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Is it crucial or what, what would you think about that your children, okay, your child, okay, is to do without? Would you force or desire your son to do without intentionally? You know, of course not. You know,
1: I want my son to have the necessities that he needs for life. Everything that he needs, you know, in what God would want him to have. Right. And, right. and I would teach him righteously the word and to, to get what God wants him to do. And I think, Manny, that's the same way we got to look at. We're God's children.
0: Manny, you wouldn't deny your son. God's not going to deny us. Like we said, nothing extravagant, nothing wild. Well, I've got to have a Mercedes and mansion. No. Mm-hmm. And if God doesn't bring it, we want to be still satisfied. Right. Well, listen, we want you to think about these terms today, or so to speak, these terms and the things that we shared. And think about the gift. We believe that God wants to give you a gift, and we're going to expound on it in the next program. Well, God bless you, and thanks for joining us. And come back next week as we go into all the world.